the Old School Weather Podcast is a production of Impulse Radio. This and every Old School Red Hill Podcast is brought to you by your friends at Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, People State Bank, Andrews Insurance Agency, and Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. Stakes and Grays, Jimmy Medlin, Coach Mike Ray, Cuba Lacker, Bobby York, TJ and the Moose. Jim Drury, Richard Dixon, Lawson Gaither, Dennis Dixon, Delvin Cessna, Kelvin Cessna, Six Gun Billy Rosie Gray, Jimmy Worth, Jim Baker, Sports and Spurs, Jody Bone, Bob Bagney, and the Lions Jamboree. Wrestling team getting lean, Susan Ride, Hoops Queen, Dennis Bowser Tank Farm, JD's Tavern, Bobby D. Ashburn Music, Tana Holtz, Lori Chief, Prime Queen Boats, Berkeley Carey, Tracy Coltis, Joy and Stacy Moore. Neil Keith, Sally Sears, Evans and the Glory Years, Mo Mom, Mel Mare, the Cunningham Four. Ray Price, Brooke Michan, 88, Shopee Camp, Twyla Thorne, Walking Laps, Gary Emmons taking snaps. We make states, said the shirts, Pizza House, Joe Kurtz, Freddie A, all the way, 100 yard reverse! Huff, Sosimski, Bingo, Holman, Kerchie, Pimbleton, sure can run, Senorita, Poland, Pat C, Fred Kendall, Grisberg equals baseball, Otis Hamill, Brian Havel, Smoke Dogs, Gary Hill. <laughs> Greg Ford, Eric Holtz, Hilltop Tavern, Alan Stoltz, John Brooks, David Green, Brando's the best we've seen, Sperry Store, Ray Pink, Hardacre, and the Bank, Matt O'Bosley, Breakdance, False Start for Doug Shay. Mike Mann, homecoming, free fair band, Kim Atkins, Debbie Scott is dancing, Ferguson on the book, third grade with Don Cook, Lance Smith, Jeff Flynn, Luthi and Jamerson, Waco, Warren P, Pat O'Brino and Terry, David King, Blue White Game, worthy of the Hall of Fame! Charlie Newell, Chip leads us to old school. Steve Potts, Frohawk, Rick Tate, Bowersock, Rucker, Tucker, Tank Farm, Billy Gray has the arm. Dance team at halftime. Chorus kicks on the line. Oklahoma, West Side Story, Kyber in all his glory. Washington will live on. Petty C, Paul Tudor, T-Bone Andrews, EJ Short, Rob McKinley on the call. We wear blue forever, Will. We will always be Red Hill! episode of the old school red hill podcast well 
this should be the episode because <laughs> that's fantastic. This is that was un- that was unbelievable, and I know that I can't listen to it once because I got to hear it more than once. To oh yeah, I, I got to hear it because I know there's even it gets going so fast you got you got to concentrate to really hear it all. But holy shit, crap! Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> might be our most downloaded episode because everybody, even if they only listen to the first three minutes of the show, because they're gonna listen to it and rewind it, want to hear it again, and so yeah, we thank you for keep downloading. Um, this Brian, that was incredible. That you've done some good songs for the show yeah, and that, no, that's your yeah. best yet big oh, surprise I, i'd heard you know i think you texted the maybe the first couple verses first couple, couple verses yeah a couple weeks ago i hadn't heard anything about it since then so yeah. that's oh that's same great. here we yeah. might as well just whatever we say now is going to be just crap <laughs> compared to that um yeah we uh i i kind of I, you know i do it for a while and then i go back and work spitter 15 minutes and trying to plug plug words in that fit and, and try to think i got yearbooks trying to find words that rhymed with something else and so uh, that was a lot of fun a lot of fun to do i mean i thought it was hit a crescendo when it was the cessnas and then it just got better from there <laughs> i really thought we were just going to do like a verse i thought that's yeah. all we were going to have yeah. and then there was a second i thought it was going to be done at the second verse and then it just kept getting better as it went that, that was really good. Fantastic. Um, thanks. Anyway, so uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, episode what, Chip? We're in our what high? 46 yeah, or mid, something mid like that? 47? 40s. Yeah, so. All right, Chip, what are we doing? Now? You guys know who, who we are. I'm Brian Emmons. Uh, Chip Jamerson, David King, Gary Emmons, the whole gang's on, uh, on the Zoom call tonight as we record this on April 28th. Chip, what are we doing tonight? Well, before we get to that, Brian, okay. one thing I want to go over first, I wanted to give a shout out, give some credit, some kudos to the Red Hill School District, Unit 10. Um, it's uh, Board of Education and Administration on beginning voting last week to approve yes. a Red Hill Junior High Girls Volleyball Program. I've harped on it on several episodes yes. that it you know, the past is the past. I'm not going to get into it again. I just thought 27 years, you should have a junior high program. If you have a varsity program and yeah. junior varsity program, um, yes. didn't made no sense to me, but, but we're moving forward now. So, um, thank you. It's, it's not going to mean instant success for Red Hill volleyball overnight, No, but it certainly can't it's hurt. In, you're headed That's in for the sure. right direction. Yes. Yeah, so it, you know, have a, you know, Make a commitment to it, yeah. and and I'm gonna make sure you have. And I and I haven't talked to anybody about this, but I'm gonna tell you, Red Hill uh, staff, faculty. I live within two miles and talk to daily the husband of the best and greatest coach in Indiana high school history. If you ever wanted to. Have a consultant come over, Have maybe have a camp. I don't know if she'd be open to it. Amber DeCourcy is the best volleyball coach in the history of Indiana High School, and she's 40 miles away. I would make a call and see if maybe there's a way she could come over and help you out, even if it's just for a, a short time in the summer. Just, just offering that idea. A, an excellent idea, and that's – that's all. That's all I ask for is go all in on these sports, whether it's volleyball or whatever. I mean, go all in, invest whatever you can into the end, um, not settle for mediocrity. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm not saying she would. I'm just saying, you know, maybe, maybe she would. But um, if you can jumpstart it, that would be where I would turn to first. 
But uh, but you're right, right, Chip. That's awesome. Good. The congratulations to Red Hill for making a, a really good decision. Yep. Yeah. Long overdue, but good job for doing it. Yeah, I'll, I'll give credit to our new uh, Tracy Gray athletic director now and our new athletic directors, Brian Havel and Greg McKinney coming in. So those three ADs, I'm sure they put their heads together and uh, give them a lot of credit and the school board, obviously, for uh, approving it. So tonight we are talking about, well, we don't know what we're going to be talking about, but we have something to kind of guide us. Never We talk about how we use the daily records for our research. We are taking one week from the daily record. April 28th, Monday, April 28th through Friday, May 2nd of 1980. And we're just going to go through the five days of the paper and see what's there. (laughs) Yeah. See what's there. If we don't feel like talking about a topic, we'll move on to the next story. But um, yeah, we hope a lot of great conversation follows. We haven't rehearsed anything. I don't really have notes like I usually do just the paper and whatever comes up. All right. And obviously this is an old school Red Hill podcast. So we're going to, you know, concentrate on Red Hill stuff, but there may be some other stuff, other stuff come up that we find interesting. But um, I have April 28th on Monday, so I'm going to start uh, Monday, April 12th. Oh, before we get started, I, I we oh. got we got wrapped up in the new song. Let's thank our sponsors, of course. This and every episode brought to you by Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, People State Bank. Andrews Insurance Agency, and of course, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. And we're, we'll hear from those folks throughout the show, but uh, thank you very much to them for their sponsorship. Go see them and let them know you heard about them right here on the Old School Red Hill Podcast. So let's start Monday, April 28th, 1980, and the headline up at the very top, and it's a name, honestly, it's one of those names that you, you kind of stuck in your memory bank, and I hadn't heard it. In a long, long time, Cyrus Vance um, was the Secretary of State. He uh, very much disagreed with uh, the way Jimmy Carter was going to go about trying to rescue the hostages out of Iran um, when they when they uh, tried to land a plane in Tehran and, and get those get those uh, rescue those hostages out. It, it went very badly, and, and uh, some servicemen, uh, eight servicemen, died in that helicopter crash. And uh, so Cyrus Vant, with a heavy heart, he he resigned as Secretary of State. And the way I understand it, it looked like in the article he was going to resign, whether it went really well or really bad. Uh, Golden Rule, uh, they turned down the union, so they were going to stay uh, stay a non-union office. That's pretty much it in the more national-type news. Go over to the sports page. First off, I want to talk about non-sports. At the movies... Walt Disney's Lady and the Tramp, and got to look, and this is the fourth incarnation of this movie that is out. It was released first in 1955, again in 62, 72, and the fourth time here in 1980. This is when I, I'm pretty sure I saw it. I think I went to the plaza and saw this. And that is paired with, of course, Easter Time, a movie called Jesus. And then at the Vincent's Drive-In, there's a double feature, Rocky plus Rocky Two, and I thought, well, Rock. Okay, Ooh, nice. So this would be cool. Be, yeah, Rocky Two must be debuting. Nope, debuted in June of '79. So okay, um, we're just gonna just play. The, I don't know. I don't know. They were going to 1976 as Rocky and uh, a, a nearly year old Rocky Two to uh, go against uh, a Rocky Three. Didn't Trump. that came out in '83? Didn't that? '82 or '83? Yeah. yeah. So those uh, it was before it was before Hogan 
Just poor Hulk Hogan was like a yeah. name and needed. He's like 84. They're just getting you excited for three. So come Rocky's out soon. Going, going against Walt Disney and Jesus over there uh, in that uh, big track meet. Saluki's place fifth at Robinson, and I don't think it's going to be any shock to anybody that listens to this podcast. They were led the way. Doug Shank won the 100 and the 200. And uh, then, of course, Jeff Hawkins, uh, he sped his way to the 300-meter low hurdles. He got the victory there. So that was the, the three wins that uh, the Red Hill picked up there. Good times by the Salukis. Um, I don't think they placed any tie in the top three in anything else, but uh, but they're speedsters, and that would go on, of course, that you know they had the fastest backfield in the NEC that we've talked about before. Um, Red Hills Doug Shank stepped in to win that uh, 100 with an 11.30 time and 26.4 in the in the 200. Baseball. I never real quick. I don't think have we ever compared like Shank to Shear and how those times. I've never done that before. Are they interesting to kind of see what the differences would have been? Yeah, I know. I, mean, I know when we've talked about those before. He's run a faster time than that 11.30. Um, yeah. But, and it's a little difficult because these the were measured in yards. Yeah, they're all yards. Here right random there. meters. So the it'd be kind of, I mean, I'm sure there's a conversion method you can use, but it's, um, and Shank was doing his on a cinder track. Cinder. So to advantage Shank there, he got, he was doing all this on the cinder track. I was reading something somewhere one time talking about that. I don't even know what year that would have been. Why was he, but uh, Dennis Bowser was the coach and talked about how the, the cinder track wasn't really up to par, and it was almost kind of like soupy in spots. And I'm like, oh, who God. could ever run in that? I can picture that running <laughs> that whole thing. But. <laughs> no kidding. Um, in baseball, uh, the headline is Slukies lose a pair, win at Palestine. Um, the rare semicolon in the headline there. Red Hill Diamondman won a game, tied one, and lost a pair in the two doubleheaders they played Friday and Saturday at the Tank Farm. They lost a pair of games to NEC champion Mount Carmel Aces. They lost 12-5 to after some good baseball for five innings to come to Mount Carmel 9-1 to in the nightcap. Um, hits by Berkeley Carey, Mike Smith, Joe Kurtz had a single. Uh, Troy uh, Troy Reinhardt had two hits in the game to lead him. Carey was the losing pitcher, while Todd Painter picked up the win for Mount Carmel. In the second game uh, for the Slukies, the Aces uh, played some top-flight ball for five innings. See, however, the Aces got to Greg Bourne in the sixth for five runs and scored another Ouch. one in the seventh for the 9-1 to one win. Um, for Red Hill, the who hitting, was the hitting uh, coach? Was Ray was still coach. Ray was the coach in '80. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. He yes, was, it, was Evans take over? Was there a coach in between Ray and Evans for baseball? I don't think so. I don't quote yeah, me I, on that, but I don't think there was. I think yeah, okay. Um, because let's see, no, I don't. I don't believe so. Um, I'm sure our listeners will let us know if um, if there was somebody in there. Like an 81, 82, but uh, I don't think so either. I don't, yeah, okay. I, I don't, I don't think that, so. I don't have that yearbook, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, for Red Hill, hitting with Sparse, just four hits. Uh, they were by Boren, Kevin Hessler, and Dave Pank were uh, picked it up. Uh, Boren got the pitching loss, like I said. At Friday's game uh, Palest against Palestine, Slookies took the first game, a twin bill from the Pioneers, 7 to 5, and then the second game was called. Um, at, when they were tied up, they got, got called 
for darkness. Greg Boren was the winning pitcher, and uh, no uh, no talk about the hits and everything in that matchup. Talked about the movies. Next page, we've talked about this before, and uh, these are always good. Rusty Hart's got a birthday. Hmm. You know. Okay. You now, I, we, I think we may have talked about this birthday before in the 7980, maybe. I, I think we may have. <laughs> oh, yeah, please. I, I, love the, I love the list of names that are at this party. Well, this you turn was, to 12? This was a smaller one. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, E.J. Shore mentioned in the song at the top of the yes. show. Uh, E.J. Shore, John Bowman, and Brent Watson are your guests. Oh, yeah, this, we haven't talked about this one because you were at the other I one, I believe. The other, that was a, <laughs> yes. I remember a, just a gigantic <laughs> pot of spaghetti was served at that one. And this meal uh, consisted of prano pups, potato chips, pretzels, and jello. And that jello, ladies and gentlemen, was in the shape of a basketball. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Kool-Aid was served in a Dixie cup, and those cups did go home with the uh, with the young men. <laughs> oh, that was a nice party favor. Brent Watson was the winner of the door prize, and uh, Rusty must have been into basketball at the time because it was a basketball spelling game that Brent won, and he won the door prize. Also, the boys were given to take home with them a bicycle reflector set. Good and a guy. roll of toilet paper. <laughs> good guys. Anybody know what a good guy was? It's like a candy bar, maybe? I don't know. We'll say it's a candy I'm bar. All, I'm on that right now. It's not It's not capitalized. Uh, good okay. guys, chewing gum, candy, and a pencil with an eraser. Rusty. This was in the newspaper, huh? There's all this whole story. Uh, the whole story. Uh, I, I still find it not only... Uh, funny, but I, I still can't believe that they put who was admitted and discharged from the hospital in the also. newspaper. That is the, it's just, I can't believe that they do that. Uh, there's a Cannon's Furniture ad that I thought was interesting. I've never seen this, and I love the way they did this. It was for a love seat chair couch combo. Um, you can get it in, you know, different combos. You can get it in two, three, six, or eight seat units, depending on how you do it. And the price is by the seat. It's 175 bucks okay. a seat. So if you do it in two seats. That seems multi- reasonable. Multiply that by 175. <laughs> I just, I, I thought that was a very, uh, thought that was a very good way to do it. That'd be like a nah, hundred dollars back in 1980, probably be $300 or $400 yeah. now. Something like that. Oh, so. I, oh I'm sure. That sounds about right. So. Uh, a couple teachers heading to St. Louis for a convention. Um, Twelve members of the Alpha Epsilon chapter of the Delta Kappa Gamma International recently attend the 45th annual convention of the Lambda State. Lots of Greek stuff <laughs> going on at the Stouffer's Riverfront Tower in St. Louis. Uh, your teachers. Now, the way uh, nowadays you would say um, Sandy Paddock and Donna Pearson attended this, right? It does yes. say Miss Donna Pearson, but it, you know, this is a career woman. She's out there. She's got her own career. Fantastic teacher. Made her way. And in the paper, she's listed as? Mrs. David Paddock. Mrs. David Paddock. (laughs) (laughs) Which uh, cracks me up. Uh, we're going to switch now. The next page was just, uh, it was that, you know, that always that Jack Anderson page in the, with the political cartoon. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Not much there. I bet Jack Anderson was a real party. <laughs> page five is a full page merit cigarette ad. 
Those shoes. Merits, huh? Uh, full page um, with letter uh, the letters about uh, four inches tall that say more merit proof. Researchers underscore merit as proven taste alternative to high tar smoking. Sounds healthy. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> good taste. They talk about their blind taste test. Uh, smoker preference. Long-term satisfaction. Uh, and merit comes in kings and 100s, if you're interested at all. I'd like to watch a taste test of cigarettes. Watch a bunch of people in a room just sampling. Yeah. It, it seems, seems, seems great. Uh, everybody's friend uh, friends over at the Lawrenceville Red and White with a, a near full page ad on page six. Uh, you can get a, a semi-boneless ham for 99 cents, which I felt was reasonable. Um. Celery at forty nine cents. I don't think celery's gone up that much. Was the ham no, per pound, or the whole ham was ninety nine cents? Uh, that's that's per pound. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't think these prices are. Uh, I, I mean, I don't feel like some of these things. The prices have gone up tremendously. Some of them have for sure, but I think Chip's got something. Yeah, go ahead, Chip. Well. <laughs> I know this isn't the week we're studying, but I, I went back to April 2nd of 1980 and Hi, at Heidi Hart's birthday party, they actually, okay. they, they also passed out good guys at that party. And it is, it's a package of good guys and it's capitalized. So I'm guessing this is a, a candy as we may have assumed. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing some type of a sweet, sweet type of candy. Um, I wonder because yeah. later on in the, in the description, they list candy. So I wonder why the good <laughs> well, guys. Well, that's true. Like I wonder why the good guys are, are they must really be good. Right, because it does later on bubble gum, smarties, dots, later on in the Heidi Hearts. So yeah, and uh, they did have jello in the shape of a holly hobby doll buggy and at that party. So um both the hearts celebrated birthdays within a month of each other there. Awesome. Okay. So uh, I still don't I'm still searching for what actually good guys is, but this is what came in my search was Heidi Hearts' birthday. Go ahead, Brino. Yeah. Um on the next page, red and white's not done, folks. They're going to go with a near another near <laughs> full page ad. And uh, now this is something that I thought was good: Peter Pan, eighteen ounce jar of Peter Pan peanut butter, fifty nine cents, which I thought was was a really good buy. But something that jumped out at me: um, this also had the the days gone by type deal. And ten years ago, on April 29th, nineteen seventy. We had a birth, and uh, that was to Bridgeport's very own Mr. and Mrs. Frank Doherty. Um, so that would have been uh, April tw- 29th, 1970, and I am assuming that's the Frank Jr.? Frank Jr., I'm guessing. Yeah. Frank Jr. So uh, Frank's about to turn 10 here very soon. Maybe we'll maybe in one of your uh, articles <laughs> here coming up, we'll get a read about his birthday party. <laughs> Uh, not much uh, going on in uh, on the legal notice page that uh, that jumped out at me. Uh, Red Hill Scholars listed uh, Becky Heckler and Amy Huff were given Marathon Scholars Awards. Of course, that's the daughter of Mr. Bill Huff um, of 568 Gray Street. I think we're all familiar with uh, with that address. Oh, yeah. And then yes, Ms. yes. Uh, uh, Becky's the uh, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. George Heckler of, of Route 1 Sumner. I'm sure Dave knows where that's at. 
Uh, speaking of being on the wrong side of history, the Stop ERA ad that you can cut out and mail in to join that movement is is on. And we've got a quote here from uh, Mr. Jerry Falwell, who is the president of the Moral Majority. And his quote is, the Equal Rights Amendment is an attack upon the family and the Bible and is an amendment which strikes the foundation of our entire social structure. He personally believes that the ERA is a moral issue and if ratified would do great damage to the women and to the families of America. So. Fair enough. Okay. It's it's like Jesus would have wanted, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So. ERA did pass, and I think we're all okay. I don't think any of those things came along. Bridgeport not doing well in the bowling results. Um, and, and the bowling results are not on the sports page, ironically. They're back with the crossword puzzles and the cartoons. Um, Brian Lumber Company in the Powder Puff Division is in dead-ass la- dead last. They are 83-141. and 141. Um, in the Tuesday morning Housewives League, uh, we are doing okay in that. Wolf's Auto Sales is in second place. Um, but over in the Major League, which is uh, another Housewives League, the Bridgeport Bank is, uh, they're pulling up the rear there. They're in last place. So That's the Bowling and softball were huge back in the 70s <laughs> and 80s. Yes, it was. I mean, there, there's Housewives, there's three different Housewives Leagues going on at the time <laughs> how uh, long did those last uh i mean i mean I, I think by the late 80s they were pretty well gone weren't they uh I think <laughs> so. at, at that level well the era way. passed and all the women had to go to work <laughs> good call <laughs> <laughs> Falwell was right um the red hill oh the, the i didn't read it but they had quotes from women on there um and they were just saying that Basically, all the women were going to be drafted and sent to war, which, you know, I don't think came true. Well, if it did, I missed it. Uh, Red Hill High School is going to present their first variety show. Um, That's coming up on Tuesday night, April 29th, in the West Gym at the Red Hill. Of course, you know, the West Gym is uh, also, I think we know that just as well as the boys' gym. Yes. Correct. Uh, tickets will be on sale at the door. It's only going to cost you a dollar if you're an adult. If you're a student, it's only going to cost you 50 cents. There will be 150 chairs on the floor, and chair seats upstairs in the balcony will be available. Now, those are on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh, the program will be on the stage, which I don't know why it wouldn't be, quite frankly. <laughs> the music department was 140 strong climbers. Wow, outstanding. And rolling at the time. The opening segment, um, it's serious uh, is the way it's described. They're going to sing Climb Every Mountain, followed by the Sabbath Prayer, Reach Out and Touch, Bound for Jubilee, and then the Lord's Prayer. Then they're going to change wow. to a lighter wow. vein. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a skit with four drummers. Amy Huff, Susan England, Randy Smith, and Darcy Dillard will take a look at music contests. So we're feeling a little comedy uh, comedy relief there. Next, four trumpeters, Lori Latch, Sam Newell, Jerry Newell, and Norma Smith are going to present Bugler's Holiday. And then uh, Susan Wright and Lee Akers team up. And I think... I think I went to this because when when Susan Wright and Lee Akers team up to present a comedy duet, anything you can do, I can do better, 
And I remember that being performed at Red Hill High School. Brian, I'm glad you mentioned that comedy duet because when we interviewed Susan last year, I had a list of notes to talk about with her. And one of the things I was going to discuss with her was the comics. I had found this paper, obviously the, the comedy routine with Lee Akers. And when we got done interviewing her, I was like, ah, I, I forgot to bring up the comedy routine. So at least it's, we're not going to talk to Susan about it, but at least it's brought up on the show yeah, now. I, cause I remember, cause I had never heard that song before. Cause so what 1980, I would have been what uh, 12, whatever. Um, and we were I, talking about, I remember this. We were talking about variety shows on the Facebook in the Facebook group. And I've only been to one 10 years later. I went to the one in 1990 and I, maybe the greatest variety show moment ever was the debut. And it has had other performances since then. The debut of Ashley Hessler and Troy Moore, Troy Moore blues brothers Fantastic. was at the variety show. It was, I mean, it brought the house down. You didn't go to the variety show my sophomore year. I don't think so. I, I remember that one. The, well, the only thing I remember is Neil Heath was in the bikini or something. Playing the, I don't think I was the, there. The girls okay. saying Cindy Lauper's girls just want to have fun. I wish I would have been there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Only been one. We thought you were Red Hill. <laughs> uh, no, and, I, and I'll freely admit I have not been to very many musicals. I've been to a variety show, and I went to the musical because the junior high in 86 shipped us all over so we could see it but you're forced to see that oh one. no i think i saw i saw oklahoma i'm pretty sure i was okay. say i saw oklahoma west side story and then brian you said the variety show that would have been the variety show was my sophomore was year. that been in between those two the west side story was my junior year and divorce me darling was my senior okay year. carnival was my first yeah um, the finale to the program will be the Muppet Show, and I do kind of remember this too—a skit written by Mark Murphy, Ray Price, Jerry Newell, Sam Newell, Larry Carnes, and Phil Negley. Um, the Swedish Chef was played by Brian Davis, Kermit, and the announcer by quarterback Ray Price. Fozzie Bear was Mark Murphy. Miss Piggy was Gretchen Messersmith. Newscaster Terry Cessna. Animal was Greg Roosevelt. Waldorf was Carl Ubelacker. Statler was Sam Newell, Rolf, Dale Akers. The chorus will sing the Muppet Overture and four selections from the Muppet movie. Uh, so there you go. Sounds exciting. Yes, it is. And uh, uh, let's see. That's it for me the, uh, for Monday, April 28th. That's all I have. This and every old school Red Hill podcast is brought to you by your friends at Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. People State Bank. Andrew's Insurance Agency, and Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. A lot going on. Of course, you're coming off the weekend. They haven't had a paper yeah. since Friday, so the Monday paper is always a must purchase when the daily record was a daily right. paper. So let's move on to Tuesday now. I've got April 29th. Big news on the front page. I'm going straight to local news for my front page story. You know, it's at the bottom some Iran things at the top cabinet that the band stuff at the top. We've kind of co covered some of that marathon has agreed on a deal there. Um, they were in negotiations and they've reached a two year deal. Uh, the local union has, and for the 220 workers, um, as we know, marathon was huge for Bridgeport and the Red Hill community uh, back then. And our president of the local seven four eighty two was Gary McAdow. So he had one quote 
we're glad to get it settled. And yes. so it's so we got a, a deal in place for two years. The other thing on the front page, a business in Lawrenceville, actually, I'm going to go the other side of the county, is getting a new air conditioning unit oh my God. installed on top. I consider this the fanciest building in Lawrence County. Like when you see it and when you walk into it, you feel like you're in New York City or Chicago, but it's right there in Lawrenceville, Illinois. You guys have any idea what I'm talking about here? The fanciest building. Delzell's. Great. Be, I mean, great guess. I mean, it's got to be that bank. It's, it's the bank. The yeah. Windows. <laughs> Lawrenceville National Bank there on the square. Uh, I think your family may have banked there. I think um, I've been there with you. I had friends who's, I think, maybe went with you guys there at some point. And I I think maybe the Smiths uh, did some banking at there. At, so I got to go to it from time to time. My family went right down the street to People's. Um, but yeah. I don't think it had a drive-through, so that's where people's had the advantage. But it was just so—I mean, just look at this picture. Uh, it's just so—it's not there anymore. For those that go out and look for it, it's—I if you're going to tear a building down, I don't know why you tear that one down? But they are getting a new air conditioning unit that would—I assume that unit would take them through. It's probably the one that was destroyed when the building was <laughs> demolished. <laughs> That nice shiny new air conditioners in a landfill right now. Yeah, we I mean, didn't have that. <laughs> so, uh, so that's our front page news. A lot of the similar sports in um, in play on page two. Hey, can I interrupt real quick? Oh no, that's when what you, I want. Go for it. When you when you mention marathon, I always think, who do you think of when you think of marathon in Bridgeport? George Lyles, Mike Kurtz. John Mike, Mike. Big John <laughs> Mine's Mike Kurtz, too, because I just remember Mike driving that's that a great, truck. That's a great point. That's yeah, I'm, I'm always George Lyles every single time. Wow, yeah, I never thought about George, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I assume, yeah, how long, I mean, when did they stop? Uh, early 90s, maybe. Yeah, maybe I, before I that. Was, yeah, I think late, very, very into the 80s, it was really starting to drop off. I yeah. Think. I think John, I think John went back to school at OCC oh, yes. like in like 92, 93. Oh, so I think he was there when I was, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, yeah. Right around that same time. So he got his radiology certification yeah. and still doing that. Well, so the Lyles could have stayed longer. Um, they left in 85, 85, 86. So, um, yeah. Texaco they, closed. Texaco closed in like an 86, wasn't it? Maybe George worked in Texaco. Yeah. 86, <laughs> 87, somewhere around there. So. He probably worked in Texaco, but I still, that's who I think of. I guess the question yeah. was, what, what employee do you think of? It doesn't matter where he worked. When you think of Marathon, you think of George Lyles. What the hell does it matter where I he just worked? remember he'd come in and pick up Joey from basketball practice, and he would – yeah, he, he was getting off work is what I always think of. So I'm sure he worked because they that's when they would have moved. So let's move on to the sports page now. <laughs> um, the Cinderman. I love terms like the Cinderman yeah. used to describe the track team. You don't see that as much anymore. Um, the Matt men for the volleyball or for the wrestling team. I still got volleyball on the mind. But, yeah, the Cinderman had a day, I always a like field it, day. I always like a basketball when they like call them the Red Hill Five. <laughs> I, I like that a lot too. Uh, we had a um, a try a three team meet here um, on our home track, and we're being nicknamed the Flying Salukis now. As oh, nice. you know, you can kind of Brian kind of discuss why 
earlier. But of the 17 events that were run, the Salukis won 12 first-place events. Uh, Shank won the 100, the 220, and he ran anchor on the 440 and the 880, all first places. Times were a little slower that day, according to Coach Huff, um, because um, the drizzling rain and cold took its toll on many of the events throughout. So I'm sure that was that a soggy part of the track you talked about? Um, That's what about the track wasn't a good condition. I know so that. I'm sure it was very soggy that day, but did still. You, did you say I mean, soupy? Soupy, yes. I said soupy, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not conducive to running fast, I can't no. imagine. So other names maybe that weren't mentioned as much in the uh, discus, Brian Zellers didn't win, but it looks like he brought home a third place. Uh, Dan Burgett won the mile at 517 Dang. in not great conditions. That's impressive. When I think of Dan Burgett, what I think about him is always seeing him run around Bridgeport shirtless. Yep. And so he obviously put the work in to get these first place uh, first place trophies and so forth. But yeah, an overall good day. They're heading to Carmi for their next meet. And that is Wednesday. So maybe Gary will have an update. I'm not to put any pressure on you, Gary, but. Uh, oh, it's, it's the Fellowship of Christian Athletes track. <laughs> yes, I it got is. It. Uh, John Christie actually holds some events down there who we'll have on the show at some point. So, yeah, so they're heading there on Wednesday. Other things in, in bowling, uh, no big. Looks like a lot of Lawrenceville names dominating the bowling scores, which are on the sports page this time. When I think of the Lawrenceville, because my dad used to bowl there, and I always think of Mike Webster. Mike Webster was – I'd go with my dad to the bowling alley on league night and stuff and just sit there. And Webster was just an – it's a Sean um, Webster's and Jason Webster's, their uncle, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure their dad, their dads are brothers. And um, Mike was just an icon at the bowling alley. He's in about seventh or eighth place here, but that's the guy I think of. Same movies. This is one. This is one day. So this is different than we usually do, where it's we're going like season after season. Like I'm one day after Brino here, so there's been no changes at the movie theater. Same, same movies going on. John Campbell has his Missouri Illinois Sports Report, but those are always fun to look back at. Which you know how local players are doing at the collegiate level. There is a meeting for slow pitch softball, so that season's about ready to crank up again. That we talked about so much on the uh, summer of '77 podcast let's move on to the next page in bridgeport social news um uh, a lot of movers and shakers from bridgeport went up to poor richard's restaurant in casey that, i don't know if that's that may still be there recently i've heard of people so that's been a long I, yeah, standing I I just heard about that's that. that that's where i think that's where Eric mosby i think that's where his wedding reception was i think oh, yeah that, that it was someplace sense. it was someplace up in casey nice well, place nice place so yeah, so heading up there were uh, Mr. and Mrs. John C. Baker, John and Elsie, of course, um, Mr. and Mrs. Jim Andrews, Mr. and Mrs. Bob Ernst, wow. Bob and Martha Ernst, who's who? and Mr. and Mrs. Paul Kurtz. Now, um, not sure, because Paul is not Jane and Mike's dad. That was Frank, Frank right? Yeah. So I'm not sure who, because Paul. I mentioned Paul Kurtz in the last episode. He, he did well at the Lawrence County Open. So he's obviously um, well-known. I mean, look who he's hanging out with. He's well-known around the county at this time. I'm not sure who Paul Kurtz is or who his kids are. So if you're listening, My we got a lot of homework for our listeners on this episode. Jan Comment on the Facebook. Yeah, yeah, Jan, Jan will let us know on this one, I'm sure. So Jan, please, would you in the comments on Facebook, let us know. 
tell us what you know about Paul, anything, where he lived, what his wife's name was, kids, and, and so forth. Uh, Risty Pennington and family had, they lived over in our neighborhood at this time. This was a, was about 1980 when you guys moved on to Franklin Street there. So this, you, right. So I guess our neighborhood at that time. So yep. right over on the other, um, they're on Jefferson's, not Jefferson Street. What's a, what's the street called? It's not Jefferson. Um, Wealthy Street. Is that what that would be? Yes. Yeah. Franklin yeah, Adams, yeah, Wealthy well, Madison. Yeah, yeah. So right. wealth. So over there on Wealthy Street, um, Risty and family, Amy, of course, their daughter was part of this, and they invited the Perrys from Monroe City over. And then Jeff Small and Stacy from Alney visited the Mr. and Mrs. Ralph Small family and Brian uh, on Sunday afternoon. I saw where Brian, I saw something the United Methodist or the, not United, the, the Methodist Church uh, Facebook page that Brian Small had not had been under the weather, but he is feeling better now. I did, when I think of Brian Small, I know their reserved seats were right down from ours. Uh, about four seats down. So glad Brian is feeling better. Uh, he's Super feeling, yeah, right there on the at half court uh, is where they're half court front row, right behind Gary Wells and Don Ferguson. Everybody is where nice. the small seats were manager on, uh, on my baseball teams. High school. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, they had some, some guests over. So that's what's happening in Bridgeport over the weekend. Parkview's got their spelling bee coming up. So must've not been part of the whole Scripps Howard since they're doing it so late in the school year. I think this was just a spelling bee that didn't advance you anywhere. Uh, daily record at that time is 50 cents a week. Um, pretty good deal. <laughs> I know things are a lot different now, but in I, Oregon, I subscribe to it. If it, if it's a cost that much, I'm a paper. <laughs> yeah. Or $25 through the year for the year, which is, you know, 120, yeah. 100, approximately 120 issues you get yeah. um, for $25. Of course, most people paid by the week. Didn't, didn't pay that $25 <laughs> flat fee because we know the paper boys and paper girls would Every come around week. Yeah. with that big old, I know David didn't get to experience this, but that big old looked like a George Costanza wallet. It's the best way I can um, describe this thing um, full of those little tickets that you'd have. Uh, Debbie Scott, I know is listening. I know she's very familiar with those as our paper. She delivered for us to us for a while. One, one thing I never could and even to this day, I do not understand. I mean, of course, it's a weekly paper now, so it's probably not as big a deal. But why that paper could never figure out how to get get it to the rural areas on the same day? Well, Higher time growing way. up, it was always a day late. Yeah, because ours came in the e. Ours would come around yeah. five o'clock in the evening, yeah. so you could. I mean, you'd have to have a car do it, but yeah. you would think you could. Somebody make go it, from Lawrenceville first thing in the morning, drop there. it off at the Bridgeport mail mail routes, and. Off you go. Doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> Vincent's could do it. Well, that's why you're not getting it till the next day because the mail, because these things weren't printed to like three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, that might, that might be it. But so. if they can get it to all these to Robert yeah. Murray and yeah. Debbie Scott yeah. and everybody, they should be able to get somebody in a car. But <laughs> I mean, you're obviously yeah. you know we'll be looking yeah. for an evening job. You know, yeah. you get off your full time job at five o'clock, yeah. pick up a few extra bucks, deliver into the rural routes, and. By the way, nice. going going back to your uh, your moves as shakers going up to Casey to eat, was it Richard's Farm or Poor Richard's? Poor Richard's. Oh, that's true. I think it's called Richard's Farm it's Richard's now. Richard's Farm. That's definitely where Mosby's uh, yeah. reception was in, in, in 2005. I would think it has to be the same place. I'd say, I was looking at their history. How many Richard's can there be? Right. In Casey. Yeah, early, maybe there was early something. Early 80s that... on the farm was a poor time, so uh, 
maybe that was part of yeah um, or maybe the term <laughs> they just they didn't like the term poor in it maybe yeah. people it didn't yeah. um advertising so much yeah. trying to bring in more business that's yeah, a, it's guess, a nice place i completely forgot about it and 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 Hey, we're not experts here. Anybody that wants to let us know and correct us on these things, we welcome that. We welcome the feedback. So all we do is deliver the information, but don't claim to be the experts. Uh, there's a new uh, Montana. We've talked about Mon- Of course, they got their clothing store there at 131 East Olive, yep. which a um, great place to get Red Hill apparel, boots, spurs, whatever you need. They have, all, they have now opened their appliance building spurs. now it's there at 166 chestnut east chestnut i think they sold a and lot of spurs <laughs> <laughs> it was the first um cowboy thing that just popped in my mind um chaps, chaps. i guess i could use <laughs> um, let's see um so if you remember the big orange roof they're on chestnut street that's where montana is building their new appliance shop where they're going to be selling whirlpool whirlpool appliances right there in bridgeport and you don't have to go to vincennes or evansville or anything like that to get your appliances uh montana is going to be selling them now so they're gonna so they're kind of dominating the town a little bit with a clothing store on olive and a appliance store on chestnut We're, we're wrapping things up here on Tuesday. I'm just going to go through. I give credit to businesses like up in Casey, like the Richards um, group of restaurants or restaurants. <laughs> yes. um, no longer poor Richards. <laughs> or in places like Gray's that um, are still around. Well, Gray's is 76 years old now. 77 maybe yeah 77 i think yeah we started this podcast two years ago i can't believe it's been two years but i remember it's their 75th anniversary when we started this um so they have like all the where you can like put your business card in the paper and i don't think any place on here and there's probably 40 different business cards here none of them are still around <laughs> today i well okay memory still selling buicks and vincent's uh, or they're doing so, memory autoplex. Yeah, what yeah okay. uh, not Buicks, but <laughs> right. Um, so like Chevys and Nissans. And well, I give memories credit. I think they're yeah. the only business card yeah. here that's wow. still. It's I'm sure the, uh, it's where the famous Cutlass came from. I'm sure Bob and Bob and Jim Piper's construction. They've both uh, passed on now, but I'm sure that one was probably one of the longest running in here. Piper Construction, um, but most of these, well. Is Wolf Wolf still doing auctions by chance? Yeah, they're still they're still a thing okay. down here. All right, so credit to them. But a lot of like Leon's Pawn Shop, I don't think it's around anymore. Um, yeah. And all in most of these places you've met that yeah. you would even Joe McCammon's wedding photography. I don't see him getting a lot of business these days. So yeah, kudos to those businesses that in these small towns or, or big towns really. It's hard to keep a business open for yeah. five years, let alone 77 years and how some of these places have gone. So that's really, I mean, it's just a normal Tuesday paper, one of the lighter papers that you're going to have each week because all you've got is what happened on Monday, which is sometimes a slow day for people coming off the weekend. So I'm going to pass it on to David King. He's got some Wednesday information for us. This and every Old School Red Hill podcast is brought to you by your friends at Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, People State Bank, Andrews Insurance Agency, and Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. Yeah, let's take it, uh, take it from there. Um, front page, Wednesday, April 30th, 1980. 
economic concerns, oh boy. economic barometers plunging sound Ooh. basically like, like right now. Yeah. Uh, except everything, the prices were, everything was falling Had a little bit of stagflation going on. Um, but uh, basically just an article about that. More stuff on Iran, more stuff. They announced a new secretary of state uh, oh, to good. replace Vance. Musky. <laughs> Never heard of either. <laughs> so, Cyrus, it didn't take them long to replace those. I guess, uh, I guess the political happenings of the day weren't registering with this uh, little five-year-old yeah. kindergartner. So. can't believe that. <laughs> so, Dave, that's great that you say you're a five-year-old kindergartner at this time. Let's kind of uh, – what I always like to do so people can kind of picture where we are. Where, Dave mentions he's a five-year-old kindergartner. Um I was a seven-year-old first grader there at uh, Seed School with my teacher, Mrs. David Paddock, was my teacher at this time <laughs> that this issue came out. Gary, you're just, pretty young at this time, aren't you? Yep. I'm just, I'm just a little four-year-old. Yeah. So you're close, what I was to start, close to starting school. You're a few months away from your yeah. um, debut in the Red Hill School District. Yes. Of course, I went to Washington, and we just had the half-day kindergarten, so it wasn't. It wasn't too strenuous. So by the time Doug Shank is, I mean, you're, well, you were afternoon though, right? So you were just coming yeah. off a hard day when Doug Shank was taking the track. Yeah. At Red yeah. Hill. Yes. Yeah. Of course I was down in Washington in the country, so I never sniffed the, uh, <laughs> yeah. I never sniffed the fancy city. So, and Brian, this is, would have been seven years before you graduated. So I do the math there. 12 minus seven. Um, where are you at I at this time? I would have been uh, an 11 year old fifth grader with, uh, I wish I knew Mike Thompson to Mike Thompson's wife's name. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't said, think of her name right I, now. I said, <laughs> but anyway, I was in Mike Thompson's uh, fifth grade class, just uh, finishing up. All right, uh, moving on to the uh, moving on to the sports page. Uh, you're talking about the uh, different nicknames I've got for teams. Uh, we got the uh, Red Hill and the St. Francisville Spikers. No, basically nice. the Red, yeah. the uh, junior high track team. Okay. I saw Tigers. that, and I, and I immediately thought they had a volleyball. They had a volleyball team. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first thought. Yes. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, the uh, Red Hill Junior High um, and the St. Francisville met at a at a sectional track meet in Newton. Uh, they earned bursts by placing either first or second in the IESA district meet at Carmi. Nice. So Red Hill uh, actually won the or came in second in overall points. Carmi, Carmi took first. Red Hill second. Um, team and that was for the A. That was for the A teams. The B teams. Carmi against uh, sixty four. Red Hill forty two. You know first and second. Um, the A team members included Keith Frohawk, Mark Butler, Jerry Worth, Kelly Blair, and the four forty relay team of Butler. Jimmy Medlin, Blair, and Frohawk. Okay. Great athletes, sir. And yeah. ran the 440 uh, in 54.2 seconds. Uh, the B team Seems members, uh, Brett Atkins, Darren Thomas, Tony Mason, and the 440 relay team of Atkins, Todd Polk, Herb Satterway, and Thomas. Wow. And then in Tuesday's action, see Darren Thomas, uh, three bursts on the B team division. And Keeper, I'm not sure what that means. So, but so this uh, is a sign of things to come. Some yes, for some sure. of those mid mid 80s athletes that we talk about. Um, this is yeah. kind of where they're getting their start. Yeah. Uh, 
baseball standings. Um, you know, the season's still young here. It's April 30th. Uh, Cardinals, Mets, and Expos are trail are are pulling up the rear in the uh, in the NL East. Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh and the Cubs are actually uh, in. Uh, Cubs are one one half game out in the, in the uh, on the win column, you know, behind Pittsburgh. But uh, eighty was a rough rough season for the Cardinals. But uh, started off uh, made some made some trades after that. But set up for success later in the decade. Still got Rocky and Rock, the Rocky two double feature at the uh, at the Vincennes Drive-in. That has to be packing them in. You would think. <laughs> um, Lady and the Tramp and Jesus still at the uh, at the Plaza Cinema. Uh, Midway drive in, no, just midway drive in, uh, reopening, uh, Friday, May 2nd. So we're, you know, actually the following Friday, we'll, we'll, uh, open up the, the midway drive with it. And I assume that's the one between yeah. Bridgeport and Lawrenceville. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, do on the page three, uh, not much happening in the red uh, I noticed that, sports side, side of things. I'm following along here in your paper, Dave, and they re-ran the uh, Brenda Heckler, Amy Huff Scholar um, report <laughs> for RHHS Scholars from Monday. It was the exact yeah, same I was going to say, because oh, I, I had the Wednesday paper at one time, and I was thinking that story was yeah, from the Wednesday yeah. paper, so I guess I was right when I was thinking yeah, that. They just, just decided <laughs> to run it again. Uh, let's see. We'll skip the we'll skip the Jack Anderson, the Jack Anderson uh, political page. Always an entertaining page. <laughs> that guy was busy. Yeah, every day he's putting yeah. out a and huge those are, column. Yeah, those are wordy articles. I've got a question for you guys. I have no idea where this is. I've never heard of it. I know news from. Oh, Gollyville. Yeah, I'm not. <sighs> I'm not sure what that was. I'm seeing some flat rock and yeah, I pink saw, staff references, so I'm assuming it's yeah. some little ta- some little village up in that area, but never heard of it. I wonder no, if I, just, I wonder if it's just kind of like a nickname for that area, but Yeah, it's sad too, but we had uh we had some news, I looked through it. No 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 names that really rung any bells with me or anything. Um one thing, uh, Tony Wells, uh, 1979 Red Hill grad has been reported for duty aboard the aircraft carrier USS Midway. Oh, wow. Thank you for your service. From, from Yokosuka, Japan. Oh, wow. So this is the Tony Wells that had a boy play on the football team a few years ago, right? Uh, yes. Because so, yeah. the other one wouldn't have been the, this age. So, yeah, this is right. the one that, like, Dave knows. Yeah, he's my Aunt Vicky's he's my Aunt Vicky's brother. Yeah. Yes. Uh, son of Harold and Donna Wells. Okay. Of, uh, of Bridgeport. Thank so I think, I think you're right, Chip, on that. So. But, uh, yeah, thank you for your service there. That uh, the, the article actually uh, misspelled aircraft carrier and uh, <laughs> made it an aircraft carrier. But, <laughs> but uh, oh, page six, we got – actually, I, I need to go back one because there's some happenings in Sumner. Ooh, that's uh, always exciting. Let's see if any uh, big – Big Red Hill names. Well, I do know that uh, Mr. and Mrs. Claude Julian went to Vincennes on Saturday. I did see that. Yeah. Where'd they go? I, I miss. I miss these. Uh, I miss these. Uh, just in articles. <laughs> no, no rules. Yeah, just went to Vincennes. <laughs> That's good. That's a, thing, that's a thing of the past. Now that Roscoe's passed. 
Yeah. He's, yes. he's still, he was still keeping that going up till a few years ago. Yeah. So. yeah, I didn't see anything in there that really. Uh, yeah, no. The, but uh, next, yeah, Lackey, the next, next page is just. It's, we're getting into some. We're getting some grocery ads and whatnot. Get a gallon, two percent milk for a buck sixty nine. Um, not that much different now. I don't think is it. Not, not compared. No, you can still price. get at that price at yeah. times. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't be a little tip for you, everybody out there. Don't be afraid to buy generic milk because it's it has to be government. It's government regulated milk. It has to be up to certain standards. So milk is milk, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like Prairie Farms is using some special cows or anything right. for their for yeah. their milk. So. <laughs> So Thanks, all, guys. All you dairy farmers out there that have, if you have other information, let me know. <laughs> we'll move on to page eight. We'll skip the uh, we'll skip the ads and everything. Not too not too much in there. Um, page eight. We get to my. Is that, this is actually a different petty news. Not the not the. Uh, what was the yeah, market backers one later on? Okay. This is just news from the petty community. Um again, I go normally I would go through that not, you know, recognize the names, but we've got uh my old my old classmate, uh my old classmate Michael Bunting. Looks like his uh his grandma Dieta and June Baldwin enjoyed a mushroom supper uh, mushroom supper with Mrs. Mary Leg in, in, in honor of Dieta's birthday. So Ooh. That's nice. Oh, and, yeah. and, then, and then we're not done. Sounds like a party. <laughs> it had been a very young Daphne Devonshire. Be what, about 19 She was second grade. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, seven years old, seven years old or so. Uh, was a Sunday dinner guest of her grandparents, Mr. and Mrs. Leonard Legg. Yeah, that was nice. Did they have mushrooms? Uh, didn't, does not say. Okay. And where am I missing something? I read this something earlier, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's that. Don't you have some more Mike oh, Bunning? Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, that, that's what I was looking for. David and Michael Bunning of Monrovia, Indiana, and I'm guessing David was Mike's dad. Yes. Um, met the guy once. I can't remember his. I can't remember his name. I mean, he's, I know he's, he's since passed. He's since passed. But, yeah, uh, um, remembered that one, but, David. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they spent. Uh, they came over and spent Saturday and Sunday with uh, with Dieta Bunning. Wonder so. why. Um, I know Mike about this time. I bet it was her birthday. <laughs> yeah. I, <am laughs> I think that's why they came. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, some of uh, three of us in this room have, or in this, uh, on this podcast have actually been to that house before. If you have, yeah. if you've driven up to Chansey and gone on that huge curve on the Chansey blacktop, yeah. you've seen Dieta Dieta Bunnings house. I drove many by times. it like 8,000 times. <laughs> that was the 19, what, 90 or 91 base fantasy baseball draft. Nine, right? 92. Cause I was coming home from OCC that day and um, stopped. Didn't make, didn't make it all the way to Bridgeport. Just turned left and went down to the draft. Yeah. And then, Mr. and Mrs. Terry Havel and the boys entertained Sunday <laughs> in honor of Luzelle and Dee's birthdays. Um, so those enjoying the day were Mr. and Mrs. D. Havel, Mr. and Mrs. Steve Carter and family, and Mr. Ray Havel. Okay. So, wow. uh, so Brian Havel's third mention on the podcast, if you mentioned the song. Yeah. Or, wasn't he in the song, Brian? He was in the song. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. This uh, scene, I saw this, and it seemed to... <laughs> 
it seems a little way before it's time. Right between Talk about this 600-pound man getting a stomach stapling uh, to try uh, to help Wade. i got to think that's got to think that's early in the fairly game. New, yeah. Fairly uh, – <laughs> Fairly new procedure at that point. I, I, I would have, I would have guessed they didn't come up with that till ten or fifteen years later. But yeah. I guess I'm wrong. I also found it interesting that at the Lawrenceville Texaco Employees Federal Credit Union, um, oh. money market, money market CDs, yeah. uh, six months, put ten thousand down and get a uh, get a current rate of ten point seven nine percent. Wow. Seems pretty good. Those days are gone. No, it's, it's way gone. <laughs> Holy cow! I do that every same amount of money, same amount of money now might get you a dollar. Yes, maybe <laughs> if you're lucky. You could buy a lot of mushrooms with that. <laughs> For All right, birthday, on to the ooh, United Vet, United Methodist Village news. <laughs> nothing, nothing gonna, nothing gonna show up there. <laughs> hey, I'm drawn to David the social news. I'm drawn to the social news. Methodist Village on the way home from Dieta's birthday party. Yeah. Oh, I, I I forgot something. I read in the. Uh, I'm not going to go back to it, but I read in the uh, classifieds in my paper. It was a it was a guy. It was a nine three six number. So he's from obviously from Sumner. It said forty five year old man looking for handyman work. Reliable, hardworking, sober. <laughs> oh. Do you have a name on him, or no. is it? No, I... okay. <laughs> Let's dial the numbers. <laughs> you know yeah. he's probably wasted by now if he never got a job. Um, so it'll be my last thing, and then I'll uh, then I'll turn it over to the next uh, to the next day. Uh, Red Hill State Park restaurant. I'm assuming. He's got a page on the uh, got an ad on the back page. I'm assuming this is where the trace in. Yeah, yeah, was. yeah same, same, same place. Okay. Yep. So. Had a lot right. of different owners. Who's owning it? Also here? got boat rental, a base shop, more. game rent. Yeah, it's not open right now. It's 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 opened and closed several times. Several, yeah. Ray McManus is the manager at, yeah. at, in 1980. <laughs> I think so. I think since I've been back back on the farm here basically 19 years. I think it's been open. It was open when I got here, then it closed. I think it may be open one more time. And Ashley had it for a while. Yeah. Ashley had brought, it, he brought it back. He's on the original yeah. brought it back and yeah. then sold it, it. Yeah. And I think it was still open. I think he's, I was, I think it was still under him when I first came back in like 2003. Boat rental. Yeah. Bait it was shop. still open back yeah. in the, yeah. yeah. Boat rental bait shop and game room. Yeah. Wow. See, now here's the thing a restaurant, I don't know. I always, I'm always leery when a restaurant has ribeyes, T bones, fried chicken, catfish, and spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Pick one thing and, and do it better than anybody. <laughs> <Right>. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, uh, that'll wrap me up. Go on to uh, Thursday. Thursday, May 1st, 1980. Coming up on Gary's birthday. We're getting close. Well, it looks like we had a Republican governor at the time, Governor Thompson. The headline of the paper this day is only one Thompson tax relief plans intact, which was a, a bill for circuit breaker program. So whatever that means, but that's the only thing of like nine bills that passed for him. But it sounds like he was up against uh, a lot of Democrats in the state at that time. So Illinois did have a Republican governor in that particular day. Big Jim, that's the headline. Right? 
Well, Chip mentioned that a track meet was going to happen down in Carmine. The uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes meet happened. Red Hill placed fifth out of six teams. The Saluki's Doug Shank was double winner and taking the 100 and 220 yard dashes. John Sumner, that's a name I don't I don't remember him. Do you guys know John Sumner? Just from these podcasts. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's come up before. But. <laughs> well, sure, yeah. So John Sumner captured the other first place for the Salukis when he was first to the tape in the 880-yard run. We got second in three events, the mile relay, which that doesn't say who was on the team. But Frank Colbert got a second in the 440-yard dash, and Dan Grogan – Got a second in the pole vault. So good job for Dan for taking the risk of the pole vault. Slukies were third in the 440 uh, varsity relay. Dan, Bur- is it Burgett or Burgett? Uh, I called him Burgett, yeah, but I, I don't know. I started to correct you a minute ago, and then we were going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they pronounced it mm-hmm. Burgett. I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, he was only fourth in the mile run down in Carmi. The 880-yard relay team plays fourth. Brian Zellers was fifth in the discus. Our our girls' junior high track team had a meet over at Olney. We scored a whopping five points. Not a great showing that day. Lisa Lockhart from Lawrenceville dominated the entire event that day. But Tina Price captured second in the discus and third in the shot put to get her five points for us. So, Good job. Good job to her. Yeah. Uh, Ron Felling's cage camp opens June the 9th. Cage, sure yes. <laughs> several Red Hill uh, kids went over to that. Brian, did you ever go to Felling's camp? Never did. Never did. I didn't either. Chip, Dave? No, I was, you know, my parents would have offered it. They offered it to me, but I was too intimidated to go over there. Wish I would have. The Vincent's drive in. We're going to get two movies. Starting over with uh, Burt Reynolds. Plus, you're going to get North Dallas 40 playing over at the Vincent's Drive-In. And it looks like at the Midway uh, Theater Drive-In, we've got a double showing of Clint Eastwood's Escape from Alcatraz. And then plus, another hit. One more time, Grease is the word. Grease is going to be playing over there. And uh, starting on what? This Friday night, just tomorrow night, the... That's going to be playing. I saw that movie so many times at the the, the when Lawrenceville. It was the last movie that played at the Lawrenceville Theater there on the square. I saw that thing so many times there. Yeah. We got an engagement announced. Uh, my former boss, Terry Rorark, <laughs> is now engaged to gonna, Jerry uh, Abernathy. So I it was going to be Bob Christie. Terry was uh, <laughs> Terry was stuck with me. Yeah. I remember the day that Chip came home and told me that I got hired on. I think it was between my junior and senior year, right, or sophomore and junior year. That I got at the board meeting, I got hired to work for the school in the summertime. I was pretty excited about it. Okay, so my got, so so my dad had given me the information, yes. and, I, and I passed it on to you. you okay, passed it to I, me. <laughs> All right, and you. I found out that I found out I was going to I was going to be in the bus barn. And for anybody that knows me, I don't know anything about cars or how to do anything. So that was a a learning cars. experience. With uh, I'm sure Terry had to. Expressed a lot of uh, patience with me that particular year. Was so thanks, year Terry, for that. Larry McBride. That's I got to whenever Terry would go on vacation. So thank goodness I got to yeah. got to work with uh, that group up there at the high school for a week doing the the cleaning and, and and whatnot up there. Bridgeport Social News. We had a lot of talk about 
I didn't remember there was a Lioness Club. Of course, the Lions Club was very popular, um, but we had a Lioness Club. Some but, of the Sander Paddock was named as a – he was on the, the board. They put her name a, on there? Yeah, that's all I was yeah, going to say. <laughs> They're going to mention the Lioness Club, and it's it's Mr. Mrs. David Paddock, <laughs> Mrs. Terry Andrews, so, Mrs. Carl so, Our officers for the year were uh, Francis Johnson, Mildred Hammer, Florence Schrader, Secretary Evelyn Peppel. We have Rhonda Hensley. This is Lion Tamer. I don't know what that's supposed oh, to be. Wow. Fern Jennings. The tail twister was Mary Williams. And the directors were Sandra Paddock, Pross Martin. Oh, you guys Pross. remember Dr. Martin's uh, wife, Pross? Okay. Nellie, Nellie Moore, Barbara Waller. Now, would that be Bobby Waller? That, that, that's Bobby. That's Bobby Waller, yeah. And then Barb Gognett. She's a, okay. She's a young Bobby Waller at that point. Yeah, right? yeah. To be a lion tamer. <laughs> Some other names mentioned this meeting. I, I see a name that I recognize here, Nellie, Nellie Moore. We had a couple men. Uh, Pete Ublocker was there. Dr. Eli Hendricks from Vincent's was a speaker. We had Brad Schrader there. I remember... Dave, are you related to Brad Schrader? Nah, maybe, maybe distantly, but oh, see, he was a, sure you were. I remember him as a, he, he, he was a substitute teacher. That's how I remember him as a substitute yeah. teacher. Okay. For, uh, he was enormous, like six, yeah, I like, thought, six five, six, six. And, and an incredible career in education before yeah. he retired. Yeah. And we talk, I, I think he played some basketball. So it was a great think, basketball player yeah. in his day. Yeah. We talk, Which, what I, what I remember. the podcast about something. I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, I think I'm getting the basketball information. Or he was Mike Gray's basketball coach that's at Fillmore. Yeah, that's, that's, right. that's, that's what it was. was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Well, I just know in second grade, I think, you know, you ha- I had Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Baker, who I don't know how tall Mrs. Baker was. It seemed like she was like 6'7". I know she yeah, was. Yeah, it seemed like at least 6'5". Yeah. <laughs> and then you had Mr. Schrader come into the sub once in a while. I was like, wow, these people are so tall. <laughs> we, talked about mar- we talked about Marathon. When you think of a Lions member, who who's the first person you think of? Terry Andrews. Mine's always Pete Ubalacker. <laughs> I always think of Terry Andrews too, but I also think of Joe Tully. Joe Tully comes to. Oh, comes oh to yeah. Me. What a nice yeah. man. Oh, was. I mean, yeah, that's a great call, Gary. Jack Anderson wrote another impelli- yeah. uh, compelling story about Pakistan. I'm not going to go into that. And for really those wondering, this, this is not Jason's dad we're talking about. You're just writing these columns. <laughs> I feel like Jack Anderson also used to do like one of those things where like I was like on Good Morning America where he like talked uninterrupted for like a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you're right. I bet he was a big blowhard. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, thought I thought this was interesting. Page five. The headline on page five is meat to become a luxury. The prices of meat were going crazy at the time, yeah. even though I know gas prices were going down at the particular time. But meat was looked upon maybe something that we weren't going to be able to afford uh, just in any time soon. Sounds like, uh, sounds like current yeah, times. Everybody <laughs> just calm down. It'll be okay. <laughs> and then I'm going to skip over to page eight. What? What's on? What's wrong with six and seven? Page six takes courage to be a serious eater. The cancer answer line. You know, I don't know. There's not much there. Jack Anderson. Foods to help you heal. I just, you know, <laughs> designers showcase nothing good. I was going through the the classifieds, which I thought was uh, some interesting things in here. Um, going to be having a, a big uh, three-family garage sale 
Jim Seed on 111 Adams or 1,111 Adams having a huge three family garage sale for those and, of you and, that, and still there, still in that yes. house. Pretty amazing. Along this with the, as you've mentioned, the, the lion, the Gognus and Ubalak are still in there and the, and the Coopers as well. Still, uh, they're the last remaining ones on Adams Street that have been there. Families was in that yard sale. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Keep going with that. Well, that's all he was no, the one listed. Stevenson's were selling a bunch of old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's a three family sale, I would think the Stevenson's are involved in this. They would have been right next door to him. Yeah. Bunch of old TV Co- news and <laughs> jello molds. Couple big names here. In the uh, in the wanted ads, bicycles, parts, and repairs. See Bill Weston oh, over there on State Street. Bill's looking to repair your bicycle. And then Steve Cunningham's looking. If you need uh, monuments, go to Cunningham Monument Sales. So they're both put little small ads there's, in here. There's two businesses and, still rolling chip. Yeah, uh, the Westons. I mean, they started with that bike shop there on State Street and repairing and selling bikes and turned it into mowing and every and all the services they provide for the for the county and surrounding area at this time i'm sure there we could if we wanted to look it up or there's lots of yard sales like here there's one here at 821 madison street a two-family garage sale coming up i'm on that for you <laughs> looks like a ed, William, ed williams is having uh oh, wow. ed williams is gonna be having one too on friday uh, south edge of the golf course, it says, is where that one is. They're yep. getting some kids' clothes and baby items. So Ed and Kathy decided they were done. So Jason and John's items are going to get sold to <laughs> the highest bidder. The highest bidder, whoever wants it. Come get Let's it. go to May 2nd, if, that, if that's okay. Headline is Illinois House Bans Iranian Students. Wow. So, you know, we got some uh, – Potential issues there with uh, things were a little dicey in a, and uh, Iran at the time. And then the recessions admitted the U.S. unemployment soars. So we're having some tough times in, in, the, in the U.S. at this particular time. Meat is becoming a luxury. And I will tell you, 821 Madison's down that next block. If you keep going south, not the block the Kurtzes and the Satterwaites and so forth live on. But if you go that next block, that's where you're going to find 821 Madison. Okay. Didn't the Nestle Roads live on that block? No, uh, I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Sumner Little League is going to open play in June. About time. Yep. When did you play Sumner Little League? I played during the uh, – this would have been my first year. or uh, Yeah, the T-Ball League, which would have been, there, I guess, what they killed. Yeah, yeah this is my first year. I was on the A's. I played Sumner. 80, 81, 82. I still remember that hat you had. I thought that was so cool you had an Oakland A's hat. Yeah. So, Sumner's Little League baseball program will open during the first week of June. In the Pee Wee division, there will be three teams of players between the ages of 7 and 12. Good God. Gosh, we did, did we just have three teams? That's, I guess we had the A's, the Cubs, and the Cardinals. I can't yeah. think of a fourth team, so I guess it was. We added the Pirates the next year. but um, You're going to have uh, you're going to be playing on Mondays and Thursday nights, Chip. Okay. The 10- and 13-year-old Broncos and the 13- and 15-year-old uh, – I'm sorry, 10 to 13 Bronco, 13 to 15 Pony Squads. Traveling teams, the two teams will travel together and play on Tuesdays and Fridays. So far, we got games scheduled with St. Francisville, Belmont, West Salem, Albion, and Grayville. Other towns are being scouted for games. Do you guys remember who the Little League president was back then? 
That was uh, – would that have been uh, Randy Carey? No. His son has been mentioned in this just a few hmm. minutes ago. Hmm. Chuck Hessler, Sumner Little League president. Oh, Sumner. I'm Report. sorry. I was, thinking yeah, I, I was thinking I was on Bridgeport also. Yeah. <laughs> Reported that the next two weekends will be work days at the Diamond. He extends a welcome to all persons in the Sumner area who would like to turn to those and help out on the weekends. He also seeks help from knowledgeable baseball people who would enjoy working with young people as coaches and managers. Good luck with that. Yeah, let's see. We still got every which way but loose. Looks like that's going to be starting at the oh, plaza. Another great one. replacing Jesus, it appears, because Lady in the Tramp's still playing. Who can replace Jesus but Clint Eastwood? That's the one with like left turn Clyde with the orangutan, isn't it? Yes. That's that one. Where he goes, you got played Philo Beto. This movie's starting over with Burt Reynolds. It's two Academy Award nominations. I don't know that movie at all. Is that one ringing a bell to anybody? Hmm. Not me. What was the name of it again? Starting over. Starting over with Burt Reynolds. Yeah, two two nominations. It's a comedy based on uh, him and Jill Clayburgh and Candace Bergen follows a recently divorced man who is torn between his new girlfriend and his ex-wife. That's a, little, that's a little mature for my kindergarten uh, eyes, probably. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, Nancy, <laughs> Nancy and John didn't take you to that one, Dave. Nope. Well, I'm looking at the bowling information here, and we got first initials and last names. Okay. We've determined this is a women's league, right? Roger Ebert gave it two out of four stars. Well, they had so, men's and women's leagues, but, but yeah. What, well, I'm looking here. So this the housewives is, league. Yeah, this says the bowlettes. Okay. Okay. So, you got more brothers in fourth place, Bowman Insurance in fifth, Montana Clothing in sixth. How many leagues I don't know. do we have? So M and D Test Lane was in first. I don't know what that would have been. You know what that is? That's that place out there on fifty between Red Hill or between Bridgeport and Lardsville. It's off to the right, like right before you get to the exit where you go by the greenhouse. Okay. It's like what business are we talking about here? M and D test lane. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, there's a sign off to the right, and I never knew. I think you, you know were, what? You go Is that right where way? I went to go drive school buses with Terry Roar? He probably. Have I done that? Like, I thought you would, like go weigh your truck or something. I never even thought about that. We had to drive those school buses through there. And I got yeah. to actually drive them. Yeah, there you go. You've been there. Yeah, the gallery was in second what the gallery was then christie's i assume that's bob christie's dad had a filling station i believe and then you had more brothers then uh i think it says wholesome bread then bowman's montana house of charm now when i get down here individual high series i'd say it's kind of hard to read this but i think this says a 512 was g purcell oh is it jerry purcell it's gotta be oh, jerry it's gotta be how many g purcells can there be i know Looks like that she rolled it. I think that says five hundred and twelve, and that's a is that a series of three? Is a series three games yeah, in bowling? Three games. Yeah. So yeah. one. Yeah. So uh, my math. Yeah. Individual high games. K Thacker. Kathy. I don't know. Maybe one hundred and ninety six. Jerry Purcell rolled. I think it says a one eighty eight. And I like this. The split conversions. I recognize this one. P. Cooper. 
Yeah, got the old three ten split. She converted on that one. All right, still residing on Adams Street. Three as mentioned earlier, if it's her. So Heather, did your mom bowl? <laughs> and did she convert a three ten split sometime? And she probably had bowling that time. Heather was going on that European trip. That's why she couldn't go. <laughs> I didn't realize this was Nancy Lopez's nickname in Hilton Head Island. She was uh, leading the golf tournament. Their caller. Golf's Taco Bell, B E L L E. <laughs> Taco Bell is hot stuff once more. <laughs> That's what they called her in the paper. I have never, <laughs> never in my life heard that. She was going by Nancy Lopez Melton at the time, so I guess she's it's been married before Ray Knight. Yeah, yeah, before Ray Ray Knight, but yeah, Taco Bell, B E L L. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure that's appropriate. Um, anymore. I, I'm confident. It's probably not. Let's go over to page three. Some good news here on page three. You guys remember Becky Tracy? Yes. Girl Scout Becky Tracy and uh, Girl Scout leader Betty Vandement, which Betty Vandement lived there right next right. to yeah. my grandma. Both of Bridgeport are packed and anxious to get started on their 24-day European tour. Oh, my. Tracy and uh, Mrs. Vandemil will be traveling with Girl Scouts from 28 counties in Illinois. The scatters will be carrying their supplies and their backpacks. There's a later on. There's another story about all the things they have packed. My uh, trip. Very very minimal, <laughs> but yeah, 28 days, and you can only take. She says, "We're not taking curling irons. We're not taking anything. You're taking the bare basics." Because you're basically tracking. I guess they're they're doing a lot of walking. I guess no, I don't know. Thank you. No, I can pass on that. Let's see. Marriage licenses. Uh, Laura Scranton from Bridgeport. We know her. Give me her. Who'd she marry? She's getting married to James Townsend. Don't know him. So Laura Townsend. I've heard of Laura. Yeah, I mean, the name's familiar. but And then marriage licenses. Larry Smith and Marsha Smith. Okay. So I guess Marsha didn't have to change her. True. Good job. You don't even have to go to the drive. I mean, like, you have to do nothing, right? (laughs) Well... I don't know what you'd have to do. <laughs> Let's see. Glad to glad to see that uh, Scott Murray was discharged from Lawrence County Memorial. Oh, good. Tonsils. Scott uh, little, tonsils, we assume. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, admitted to Good Samaritan was Albert Bryan. Ooh. Sorry, Albert. Tonsils, I'm tonsils. guessing. Yeah. <laughs> tonsils, <laughs> tonsils and adenoids. <laughs> And Dale Engel was discharged from Good Samaritan. Oh, good. Tonsils. Cheeseburger. Everybody was, I, everybody was getting their uh, tonsils out <laughs> at that particular time. OCC guys was having their uh, having a little queen competition. Our very own Sherry Huff was a queen candidate at all okay. the college. Oh, yeah. Don't know if she won or not, but um, Sherry was up for queen over there at OCC. Let's go over to page four. Let's go to some courthouse news, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Oh, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> I got to scroll down past Jack Anderson's story about <laughs> ransom Colombian hostages. <laughs> we, gotta do, we need to do a whole Jack Anderson uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see if we can get people to not listen. <laughs> Jack Anderson, ransomed Colombian hostages offers to comfort Iran hostages families. I uh, Jeez, oh, only a couple of names. Sherry Skaggs was 18 years old at the time. Does that name ring a bell? Uh, 18 to 1980. No, 
maybe an older sister to Gary. I don't know. Well, she was fined $35 for unlawful parking at a private property. Oh, I see somebody that jumps off the page. And then uh, George Zellers. Yes. <laughs> George took a $130 fine for overtime parking. Dang. That's a $1980, yeah. $130. How overtime was he? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That car, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's like a, fi- a $500 ticket today. The car was there for a month. <laughs> I'm going to go over to page five, unless that. you guys see anything else on, on page four. I got to think George is fighting that. Oh, he had the money. He just paid it, you know. Let's see. School lunches I thought was interesting. Washington School. Okay. What young Dave pretty, it's pretty standard menu until you get to Friday. Friday, we're going to have, this is the menu, beans, potatoes, cornbread and butter, and peaches. <laughs> so what we're, we're going to have just a big old pile of starch today, kids. <laughs> You're getting your protein and your beans, I suppose. Yeah. I noticed some schools called a hot dog on a bun, and some schools called a wiener on a bun. So that was a pretty popular meal. I liked um, Sumner. Sumner Attendance Center on Thursday had something called Texas Hash. Ooh, I, I bet that was that. Good. That sounds good. I guarantee you that was good. <laughs> Chip wouldn't I will, admit, but I guarantee you it was good. I <laughs> will say, like I see this, they had this is several several uh, schools, but I I didn't eat the cafeteria a lot, but I love the chili meal. I love when they had chili and the crackers and all that stuff. That was good. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's something that doesn't sound good. On Tuesday, Parkview in Lawrenceville was having creamed turkey. Uh. <laughs> with chow mein noodles, with chow mein noodles. Uh, and mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's so great. Cream turkey with chow mein noodles and mashed potatoes with spinach. <laughs> yeah, not not, oh not good there. God, Let's that see. sounds disgusting. <laughs> Everything else, a lot of turkey and noodles, vegetable yeah. soup. You know the standard country, country fried steak. steak. Uh, petty school, you know, good job on that. I always used to hear about how good petty school food was. Washington school was good. I mean, overall, that the one you mentioned wasn't anything special, but the well, that you, yeah, you, I, I always considered them a notch above. Those your, two your take your average the average pair. Yeah, those those country schools would, I mean, give you huge portions, homemade food, and um, seconds if you needed it. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're notorious for that. (laughs) (laughs) But I think uh, looking through this, looks like uh, Sherry Huff was because the annual spring fling at OCC, so they must have had a queen named and king for the spring fling over there at OCC, which I kind of remember them doing that now. Maybe that was homecoming when I was there, but I remember that as well. But I think that's going to wrap up Friday, May 2nd, lead us into the weekend. Looks like we pushed out the Kentucky Derby. No mention of that I saw anywhere, but that that should be on that should mm-hmm. be on Saturday, right? So Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Gonna, that's it. That's, that's the week in Arts County. I didn't talk yeah. about the music. Uh, number one that week, Call Me by Blondie was number one. Ride Like wow. the Wind was number two by Christopher Cross. And uh, Air Supply, Lost in Love, came in at number three on the Billboard Hot solid. 100. It's pretty solid top three there. Yeah. What else, guys? Is that, did we cover it all in April yeah. and, or start of May of 1980? I think so. I mean, I, I forgot to mention a baseball game. Berkeley Carey got a got the W versus Oblong, so I'll get that in there. Sophomore Berkeley Carey. Um, the 
I, I like doing, I mean, this was very was little fun. prep yeah. and gave us a lot of fun things to talk about. So whenever we need to throw in a show, um, I, we got a new idea now. And I, I hope that when we do these shows like this, where we just sit and talk and laugh, I hope, I hope you out there listening, enjoy it as much as we do. Cause, uh, I have some pretty funny, we have some pretty funny times doing this. And that's what we want as a listener. We want you to kind of like, you're hanging out with us, having these conversations. I mean, that's what I like as a listener to podcasts. That's the aspect I like about them. So just, just like you're getting, getting to know people, getting to know the hosts and so forth. Hanging out, having beans and buttered potatoes. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap it up. We, we talk, talked about a lot of things. I didn't even keep notes tonight. So. But we talked about a lot of people. We talked about a lot of stuff. Mike Bunning's grandma has evidently has psychedelic mushrooms on her birthday party. <laughs> we didn't establish that. You never know. Chuck Hessler's running the Sumner Little League. Yeah, Montana has opened their second business in Bridgeport. Lots of businesses have gone out of business. Uh, yeah. We talked about... Um, Vance. Cyrus Vance. <laughs> yes. He does not have we we at length talked about Jack Anderson. We <laughs> talked about two of the Huff the Huff sisters, two of the three Huff sisters. Yes, we one, did. One for Queen and one for academic prowess. And drumming. And, and drumming. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> we talked about and, and their dad was the track coach. Talked about the Muppets. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. Wolf still auctioning. Powder Puff Bowling Leagues. I want to know if Pe- uh, Penny Cooper really got that 310 split. That's If it was Penny. Like, that's not easy to do, yeah. right? A 310? Oh, I think it's one of the easiest. Anytime we can mention people from Adams Street, I'm a very happy co-host. A so three, uh, we got three family yard sale. Yeah. Uh, George Lyles worked at Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'm gonna i'm gonna send joey a message and on the next episode we'll have an update on that battle bosley break dancing at the oil field days it, you, it, yeah was was that i know mark ambrose was that with like the where they reenacted the baseball, baseball? or was bosley yeah, not part you know i thought there was somebody yeah, mark ambrose was with him yes. That's right. <laughs> that, that was great. awesome i mean that was I bet it was 120 degrees that day, but well, we were all loving it there the in the middle of the street. The entire town watched them do it. This was break dancing, acting like you're playing a game of baseball. So, like, in while you're motion. swinging in slow mo, you're swinging the bat while making all these moves with your body. It was, or maybe great. like the, maybe it was like a robotic. It was like slow motion, Rob- but they're kind of robotic. Robotic's yeah. a better way to put it. Yeah. I don't know. All <laughs> right, awesome. let's wrap it up. Thanks to our sponsors, Grace, People State Bank, Terry Andrews Insurance Agency, and of course, Tyler Griffith's Pizza House. We are Red Hill. Let's go white. The song started over. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. We're done. <laughs>